Okay. Good morning, everybody. Great to be live at Nate Jacob Shari Zion. Today, Bezat Hashem, we'll be learning Daf Samech Zion, Maseches Psachim. But we begin on the widest of lines on Samech and Bez. So that's six lines up from the bottom. Those two dots. Eshkechan Tamidu Pesach. I think maybe tomorrow we'll talk a little bit about the Mishnah that started this parak Elu Devarim. It's a fascinating sort of dialogue. Um, because the dialogue within Heishiv Rabbi Kiva Amar, right? The dialogue within the Mishnah sounds almost like Gemara. You, know, you have the Tanaim going back and forth, almost in a Gemara style, over the topic that we mentioned uh, in the chat, which is the aspect of the Korban Pesach, the Redoche Shabbos. Um, we alluded to it already last parak as we started Tabin Nishchat, that some things are Redoche Shabbos, some things are not. Um, now, we know uh, that we say B'mo'ado. This was a lima that we learned yesterday. The idea of B'mo'ado means that these Korbanos have to be brought in their time. I mean, Korbanos, after all, they're brought on Shabbos and Yantiv. We have the, the Musafim, right? And, and the Korban Tamid also. We, we bring the Korbanos, and the Korban Pesach is no exception. So we know that these Korbanos are Doche Shabbos, Doche Yantiv, but not everything. We already also mentioned the idea of a Hedyot, the Tzorah Hedyot, the Tzli, the actual roasting of the Korban Pesach, and the Mishnah brings it out, right? So as one of the aspects of the things that we are not, that are not Doche Shabbos, um, etc. But now we're on a new topic, which is why this is where we start, and it's the idea of eating the Korban Pesach when most of the public is Tameh. This is called, right, the Dochu, as, as the first words over here uh, say in the Gemara, Eshkechan Tameh Pesach the Dochu Shabbos, so we just discussed the idea of Tameh and Pesach being Dochu Shabbos, which means that you bring it on Shabbos, and what aspects you do and don't bring on Shabbos, and then we ask the Dochu Tuma Minalan, right, so we know that Kohanim or Tameh can't do the Avodah, that much we know. And we know that generally, if you have the kalim, they can't be used for the avoda. However, we're going to be learning in about a week and a half that when it comes to the klal, right, even if the majority of klal Yisrael are tameh, right, and if all the kalim are tameh, you still bring the korban pesach. That is what it meant. That's what it's meant by doche tuma. The korban pesach is doche tuma. Now, it's very, it's very um, hard to avoid the tendency to bring up the idea of pesach sheni, right, because we know that we actually have an episode in the in the Torah itself. Right, where Klal Yisrael were uh, Tomei, right, where they were not, there were individuals that couldn't bring the Korban Pesach, or couldn't participate in the Korban Pesach of Pesach Mitzrayim, and then, as a consequence, uh, uh, they were answered, um, Hashem said, and Moshe Rabbeinu, and they, they inquired, etc., what is the halacha here, and ultimately, the halacha was, we're going to make a Pesach Sheni for you, which is a very big deal, but don't forget, that was for individuals. Right, who couldn't make it, but the Korban Pesach Harishon was made, even though there were members of Klal Yisrael that were Tomei. So this is the idea, that even if, right, Rove of Klal Yisrael, let's say, are going to be Tomei, or all the Kalim are going to be Tomei, you're still going to bring the Korban Pesach. That's what it means, Doche Now we're going to spend Daf Samach just learning out uh, where we know that from. So without further ado, right, we say the following, Amri, right, Doche Minalan, Amri. They said like this, the Gemara answers, Ki hechi de Yalof Pesach Shabbos. So yesterday we spent learning from Indian Shabbos, where it says, that's when you bring the Shabbos, and we were able to prove that that's that you bring Karbanas and Shabbos, and therefore the Karbanas and Shabbos, and then from that, we were able to infer that just, that since the word B'ma'adah appears with regards to the Karban Pesach as well, that whatever the Allah would be by Shabbos, would also be by Pesach. So just like yesterday, we were able to learn the whole idea of Shabbos, uh, Pesach being Doha the Shabbos, from the Korbanos of Shabbos. So here we're gonna go the other way. Here we're gonna have our Iker, right, Limud by Pesach, uh, the fact that it's Dochet and then we're going to learn the carbon Tamid of all these other, sh- of, um, from the carbon Pesach, right? We're going to learn the carbon Tamid from carbon Pesach with regards to Tumah, just like we learned the carbon Pesach from the Tamid with regards to Shabbos. Okay, so now we dig in. Where is the source for the fact that the carbon Pesach can be brought with Tumah? It's Dochet Says the Gemara. Where do we learn the idea that carbon Pesach can be brought to Tumah? So I'm going to be and Kalman's excited. Kalman, this is like, it's, it's every day is like a Dafyomi coincidence. Uh, Hashem wanted to bring us together to learn Tumah entire together, which is a beautiful thing. Maybe Allah will nice to soon. 
The Pasuk says, Ish, Ish, Nefesh. Ah, this is, in fact, the aforementioned topic of Pesach Sheni. Right? The Pasuk says, What was the Psaq? As we mentioned before, when they wanted to bring, right, the, 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 the people were discouraged. They weren't able to bring Karim Pesach. This was a very big, I once heard an unbelievable shear from Rabbi Michael Rosenzweig from uh, YU. Just put, just plug, um, type in Pesach Sheni YU Torah. It's like a two-hour uh, explanation of how the, of the Korban Pesach represents like the collective Geras of Klal Yisrael in essence, right? It's a type of Geras and he then goes on and goes through all the halachas of Korban Pesach, which is very relevant to our limud, and how it relates to the idea that it was the concept of be, basically us really becoming a nation. Okay, so the Klal, the, Klal, the members of Klal Yisrael that couldn't participate in that felt indeed like they, they missed out on an opportunity that could not be missed. So it says, what are we going to do with them? So the Pesach says, right, in Bamin, or Ish Ish Ki Yeh Tomei Lenefesh, Okay, so interestingly enough, the Pasuk says the word ish twice. <laughs> ish ish, what does ish ish mean? Ah, because the Pasuk says ish ish, ish that when you have the first ish, that just means when any individual, right, is tame, so then he has to bring a korm pesach sheni. So it's, in other words, if you just said the word ish once, then you say, you wouldn't think of it. But the fact that it says ish ish, it almost emphasizes the individual. Right? That the individual has to wait until Pesach Sheni. But just because some individuals are Tameh doesn't mean that the Korban Pesach Rishon can't be brought, uh, right? With, even though it's a Korban in essence. Now there's another aspect to this. Is the Korban Pesach a Korban Sibor or a Korban, uh, Yachid, right? Most Korbanos are either an individual Korban or a public Korban. The Korban Pesach is like the one hybrid that's a little bit, it's, it's a little bit on the fence because it's groups of people and you bring a Korban and then there's a the question is, in some contexts you're making one Korban Pesach, uh, perhaps in Pesach Mitzrayim, it was, it was also, um, uh, different than, than this Pesach, but th- that in itself is uh, is something that the Rishonim discuss here. But let's let's just, for the sake of simplicity, assume because it is it has elements of Korban Sibor. So to the extent right that the Gemara uh, addresses and the extent that Pesach Korban Pesach really is a, a form of a Korban Sibor, right? That Sibor is not Nidcha LePesach Sheni, which is to say you bring a Korban Pesach, and even as, though some of the members are Tamei, so that's what it says. What it means when the Gemara says Ish Nidcha LePesach Sheni, the ain't Sibor Nidchin LePesach Sheni. Ella avdei but the entire right kal can make the regular korban pesach uh, even in a state of tuma, and so therefore from ish ish you learn that only individuals have to wait until pesach sheni. Everyone else, right, can still bring, but the korban itself, the korban sibor, can still be brought on pesach rishon. So that's a simple enough actual limit. That's our biyachanan's uh, version of where we learn the concept of bringing the korban pesach tuma, and from there you're going to learn the korban tamid as well. This is an interesting suggestion. Mishlakish concedes, okay, that the Pasuk Ish Ish tells you that the individual, right, can wait for Pesach Sheni. But he says, from where do we know that the uh, converse of that is that the, that the Tzibor can bring the Korban Pesach now on Pesach Rishon? Maybe when it's telling you that the individual can wait to Pesach Sheni, it means the individuals, so they can get Pesach Sheni, but the cloud can't get anything at all. They can't even get a Pesach Sheni, right? I, right there's, there's different ways that each each could be a mute. So maybe each each is just trying to teach you that the Tzibor is actually out of luck because even though Tzumah in an individual, they can make up for by bringing a Pesach Sheni, maybe the actual Klal is just out of luck. They can't bring the carbon at all as a Tzibor. Only individuals can get the Pesach Sheni and the Klal get not Pesach Rishon or Pesach Sheni. Wow, maybe that's the limit. Okay. So, so he's, that's just his way of saying that Ish Ish can't perforce, right? Uh, force you, it's not mochrech to say that that is the source of the carbon Pesach being brought to Tumah. So he has a different source. So here we get into the rest of our daf, which is the different levels of Tumah and where they can go into the Machameh. 
into the machine. How is the machine divided? So first of all, it's very easy. Once you sort it out, once you sort it out, it's very straightforward. What's the deal? The deal is that in the midbar, just like in the base of Mikdash, uh, later, um, there were three levels of Yishuv. So in the midbar, there was the machine Shechina, right? And outside of that was the machine Leviya, and then outside of that was machine Yisrael. And then outside of machine Yisrael was Wasteland, right? Okay. The base of Mikdash had its own, the base of Mikdash and the Azara is analogous to the Machane Shechina. Then the Machane Leviya is analogous to the Harabais. And then Yerushalayim and all the uh, walled cities, right, were analogous to the Machane Yisrael. Now, Metzorah, when he, when someone has Saras, they're kicked out of, out of Chutzman Machana completely. They're in the wasteland. They have to be outside Yerushalayim, outside of the Machane Yisrael. Azav could be within the city, okay, but he has to be outside the Harabais and Machane Leviya. And a Tmei Mace, uh, can be in the Harbais and the Machan but not in the Beis Hamikdash and the Azar. Incidentally, if you listen to Shalom Rosner Shlita, Rabbi Leibowitz Shlita, Simon Wolf Shlita, they cannot help but bring up the Halach Lamaisa of going up the Harbais and where there were Tmei Mace or what kind of Tumma we have and all the Halach Lamaisa, but it really, it's not for us for now to, to decide these such issues. Um, I'll just say the Rabbi Leibowitz quotes from Herschel Schechter Shlita, who says that it's really for the Gedali Yisrael to decide. The Herschel Schechter said certain things were okay, but he said, you know, Herschel Mazama didn't say it was okay, or Eliyasha didn't say it was okay. It's, they, they lived there, so they're the ones to determine that. But be that as it may, the Pasuk breaks it down. All three levels of Tumah. It says, Kol Tzaruah, Bechol Zav, Bechol Tamei Nefesh. They should all be sent out of the Machaneh. So, as I just explained, there are different boundaries within the Machaneh, and each of these three examples represent different levels of Tumah. So now the question is, how does the Pasuk mean for who's getting kicked out into where? And, and that is what, the, and out of that will become an inference amazingly for the idea of the carbon Pesach. How so? So let's see. The Sheh says, Veshlakish, Yomar Tamei Mesim, Ve'al Yomar Zavim Umetzorayim. Okay, so if you're going to say that you have to get out of the Machana, and let's say everyone needs to get out, right, in, in, in a particular case, right, of the, of the Pasuk, so then the question is, why do you have to mention, once you mention the Tumei Mace, which is, as we just discussed, the lowest level of Tumah, right? So then if that's the case, why would you have to say Zav and Mitzorah? After all, they're a higher degree of Tumah. So where, whenever the Tumei Mesim have to go, certainly the Zav and Mitzorahim have to go, right? So says, says right, as Rishlaka spells out, Omer, im Mesim Zav and Mitzorahim I would be able to make a Kalvach Omer, that wherever the Tumei Mesim have to go, certainly the Zav and Mitzorahim have to go, because they are a higher degree of Tumah, as we've discussed. So from this, Reish Lakish amazingly infers our halacha, that you can bring the carbon based up the Tumah. How so? Because, Ela yesh lecha shah, shazav enu metzorayin mishtalchin, ve'ain tmei meisim mishtalchin. So just to follow what he's trying to say. He's trying to say that because of the fact that it mentions zavin and metzorayim and tmei meisim, there has to be a reason why he's mentioning all three. And the only reason why he could imagine you have, having to mention all three is because it's a chiddish. It's a case where maybe you wouldn't have to go out if you're a Tmei Mace, will you be able to participate? And what is the case where the Tmei Mason might be able to participate? Ah, Zev Beza, Zev Pesach Amazingly, this is the source you can be the Karpes Now, right, you could ask till the cows come up. In other words, nowhere in the Pesach can say anything about a Karpes Pesach, obviously, right? So it's not like really zeroing in on this idea of a Karpes Pesach. You know, when Yerub Yochanan speaks of a Pesach Sheni, it's like very direct, right? When, when Rish Lakish talks about this is a very indirect limud. Be that as it may, it's assumed that the only korban that could, we could imagine that the Tmei Mace would be able to perform, um, would participate in, would be this korban Pesach. And that is the source that korban Pesach can be brought to Amazingly. And from there you'll learn the korban Tamid. Wow, so Amar So, so Abaye, when he objects to this, which he's about to do, he's not saying, well, it doesn't say anything about korban Pesach. That's not the issue. Apparently it's, it's assumed Right, that, that if there would be such a korban that you could be brought to that it would be in fact the korban pesach. By the way, Andrew, we're on some chazayim, which is great. We're, we're, we're going to do well from here. Now that we've explained out so much, we're going to do great time-wise. I feel confident, as I do every time. And so he says, Ihachi leima nami. 
So he says like this, if it's really true, so then we'll say, Yomar Zavut me misim, ve'al Yomar Mitzorah, ve'ani Omer Zavut mishalech, Mitzorah lakol shekein. So as follows, Abaye is saying, I don't like the math. I don't like Rishlakish's math. Rishlakish is saying that why do we have to bring up all three, the Zav, the Mitzorah, and the Tmei Mase? After all, once you have, there's a, right, there's a gradation of degree of Tumah. Once you have one, you can infer the other. So he says, oh, it has to be because the carbon Pesach can be brought to He says, okay, but what about Mitzorah? Mitzorah is more Chomer than Zav. So granted, says Abaye, granted, Reish Lakish, you needed to bring up the concept of Tmei Mesim because of the carbon Pesach. Let's assume that that's true. So then you'll bring up the Tmei Mesim and you'll bring up the Zav. Why do you have to bring up the Mitzorah? The Mitzorah is the most Tamei of all of them, the most Chomer. And therefore, he should be inferred. Maybe you just have to bring up Zav and Tmei Mesim. And then the Mitzorah would be learned from Kav Ella says Abaye, So what are you going to say? That the reason why you have to bring up the Mitzorah is because there's a certain carbon where Zavin and Tmei Mesim can participate. So in other words, where Abaye is telling Reish Lakish is that according to your Cheshbon Reish Lakish, right, again, Mitzorah, Zav, and Tmei Mesim are all three of them are mentioned. So according to your Cheshbon, that has to do with the fact that there has to be a scenario where you're learning something from it, where you have to learn all three, According to that, it would have to mean perforce that the Zav and the Tmei Mes both can bring the carbon Pesach. That's how you, you, that math would work. Otherwise, the Pesach wouldn't mention the Metzorah, right? Because the Metzorah otherwise would be able to be learned from an inference. Because we assume a Zav is more Chamer than a Tmei Mes and a Metzorah is more Chamer than a Zav. And Abaye therefore says, If you're going to say Enchinami, of course, that's what I meant. Uh, if you're going to tell me, Rachel, that what you meant is that in fact the Zav and the Tmei Meis both can bring the carbon pesach with that can't be true because because we learned in the Mishnah, we already learned it last cycle, right? On uh, right on Kuf um, on Kuf Hey, meaning we're going to learn it in like three weeks or three weeks. So if you or whatever, we're going to learn it uh, Kuf Hey, not Kuf Hey, Tzadik Hey. Um, so if you're going to say Anachi that it's true, that's not true, because we already learned in the Mishnah that a Zav can't bring the carbon Pesach. As, as follows, Vatanan, Pesach haba betuma, lo yochlu menu Zavim vizavos nidos viyaldos. Zav can't eat the carbon Pesach. Vimachlup term. Okay, if they eat it, they're not going to get Gares. But we see, be that as made from that Mishnah, in Sadiq that when you bring the carbon Pesach betuma, the Zavim can't participate in it. So we already know that that's true. So it can't be that the Limud is that they can't eat the carbon Pesach betuma. Therefore, Abaye is going to go back to the original Pesach of Ish Ish. Abaye doesn't like Rishlakish, he likes Rabbi Yochanan's Shita. Um, it's that first pasuk of Ish Ish with regards to Pesach Sheni, and Abaye dismisses Rish Lakish's uh, Shita based off of his question of why do you have to mention all three? Okay, now, Im Kane. Now, here, we, the, it's like we're missing some words here. So, basically, the, the transition here is that now that we turn to the pasuk of Ish Ish, Abaye has to answer what Rav Shimon, what, what Rish Lakish would say, right? What's Rish Lakish saying? That he's saying that any, anybody could be excluded Right from bringing uh, the the uh, first the carbon pesach for pesach Rishon or pesach sheni. So now Abai just has to address that. In other words, what was Rish Lakish's question of Rabbi Yochanan? Right, Rish Lakish, Why didn't Rish Lakish like Rabbi Yochanan? Right, because he said that ish ish was ambiguous. It didn't necessarily mean that the carbon pesach tzibur could be brought betuma. It might mean that the carbon pesach tzibur can't be brought at all. Right, that was the that was the objection to the sheet of Rabbi Yochanan. So the question is, Abai is saying here. What, how are we going to deal with Reish Lakish's question of Rabbi Yochanan? He dismissed Reish Lakish for the reasons we just mentioned, but what is he going to answer to Reish Lakish's question of Rabbi Yochanan? So here we go. Im Kain says Abaye, if it's really true what you're saying, that Ish Ish is potentially coming to exclude the entire cloud from being able to bring Karim Pesach Rishon or Karim Pesach Sheni, so then Nitov Rechman Ish Ish Ki Yetamei. Right? So, you have to look at the Pasuk closely. The Pasuk says, Ish Ish Ki Yetamei La Nefesh. Over there, Chokha. Ki Yetamei La Nefesh. 
So what Abaye is saying is, if it really was trying to exclude the entire congregation from being able to bring Korban Pesach or Korban or Rishon or Shani, it would have just said, Ish Ish Ki Yatameh. Lenefesh lamali, but the pasuk doesn't say that. It adds a word. It says ish ish kiyatamei lenefesh. Says Abayi, what's the point of saying lenefesh? So let's see. V'chitei mahay lenefesh lahachi udasa hatame. So if you're going to say that the reason of lenefesh is hatame meis hu nitchal lepesach sheni aval shara tamei lo, if it's teaching you that yes, that if you have one individual, he the then he has to if he becomes tamei, he has to bring a, he has to wait until pesach sheni. But the rest of the kahal is does not have to wait. Or rather, that they can't even bring the Pesach Sheni, as Reish Lakish suggests. If that's true, that can't be the case. Why? Because we learn in a Brisa. So basically, it says the Brisa says um, you might think that you can't bring that. That the only people who could, you might think that the only people who can bring the Korban Pesach Sheni is Tzmei Mesim and who was Bederch Lachoka. So you see already in the Brisa, the Brisa takes it as a given. The Tmei Mason and those who are Bader Chachoka can, in fact, bring the Karm Pesach Sheni. And in, on top of that, it says, right, Zavim Mitzrayim Bali Nidos Minayim. How do we know that the Zavim Mitzrayim and Bali Nidos also can bring the Pesach Sheni? Talmud Lomar, Ish Ish. So there it is. The Brisa takes it as a given that, um, that the Tmei Mason can bring, are eligible for Pesach Sheni. And then learns Ish Ish to teach you that it does include Zavim Mitzrayim Bali Nidos. Again, not for the Karm Pesach. This is not the limit necessarily that the Korban Pesach Rishon can be brought to but certainly they can bring the Korban Pesach Sheni. Aha, so then if that's already what you learned from Ish Ish, so Lenefesh, the Chazav Rahman Alamali, then what is the idea of, um, of Lenefesh here? So he wants to say that it has to be what's implied, which is to allow to bring Korban Pesach Rishon. That is Abaye's suggestion as to saying that Ish Ish, right, defending Rabbi Yochanan, saying that Ish Ish must mean that the Korban Pesach Shein, Rishon, rather, can be brought Betumah as well. And then Abaye, just to flesh it out and to sort of organize now the Pasuk of Ish Ish Lenefesh, the Zikazotz Nadin, Labriyot, so he says, El Halikama. So now he's just going to explain the Pasuk. Ish Nitcha Lepesach Sheini, Ve'en Sipor Nitcha Lepesach Sheini. Right? That an individual, again, as we discussed, so they're going to be uh, pushed off to the Pesach Sheini, but the Tibor not. In other words, even if the Tibor is Tameh, you can bring the Pesach Rishon, Ela Avde Betumah. Right, you could even make the carbon pesach rishon betuma, as we discussed. This is the source of Yochanan. And when we say that you bring the carbon pesach rishon, and we say that you could bring it betuma, we're referring to betmei meis. At that point, we're talking about betmei meis. Of ashar betuma slavdi, right? But all the zavim mitzrayim, they're not. That's not the kind of tumah that we're talking about when we say you can bring the carbon pesach betuma. They, in fact, you got, we're going to learn from the pasuk ishish. They're going to have to wait for pesach sheni. So again, it turns out that ish ish will teach you that the Tmei Mace can bring Pesach Rishon, and then Nefesh is going to say that no, that all the other kinds of Tumah, they're going to be able to wait for the Pesach Sheni. Fine. So there is Abaye's explanation of Shittas of Yochanan, and we're in the middle of the page here, Amar of Chista, and we're going to discuss what we teased before, which is the different types of Tumah, the Tmei Mace, Zav and the Mitzorah, and how they relate to the three Machanas and the, the degrees of, of Tumah, of where they have to sit outside the Machana as they deal with their levels of Tumah as follows. Amar of Chista. Mitzorah shenichnas lifnimim mechitzaso pater. Okay, so a Mitzorah, lifnimim mechitzaso means if you go, what happens if you, right, he's supposed to be totally chutz in a Machana. Okay, what's, what is the repercussions of violating that uh, quarantine, right, and going in, into the city walls? So he says he's pater. Right? He's, he's going to not get Malchus, is what that means. He's not going to get Malchus. So why is he not going to get Malchus? Shenemar, because the Pasuk says, Which is to say, he has to sit outside the Machane. Now what is interesting about this outside the Machane? What's interesting about the way that Pasuk is phrased is that it is a Naseh. There's a Kiyom of sitting alone outside of the Machane. Aha, Kiyom But we have a, this is Rashi's view now. 
uh, and, and we can see why it's Rashi's view because Pasha Pshat in the Gemara says the Gemara Hakosov Nitkulase. We have a principle when it comes to Malkus that when you have a lab hanitak lase, like noisar, right? You can't leave it over or gazela, right? You can't steal. So by gazela it says, right? You have the idea of hashavas gazela. You, you can return it. Or by noisar you can burn it. Anytime you have a lav sheyesh b'maisa, typically you get malchus. But if it's nitak lase, then you don't get malchus. And so the reason why the mitzora who violates right his quarantine, so to speak, and goes inside does not get malchus is because there's this lase of badad yeshev, right? Now, Tosfos, if you want to really get into this, it's it's very fascinating because. It's not really simultaneous the way Noiser and Gazela is. It's not the same exact dynamic. Sometimes the assay of sitting outside precedes the Lotase of entering, right? Because first you have to uh, exile yourself, right? Before you have the Isser of entering. So it gets, um, it gets very fascinating with regards to how Tosfos handles that. But Rashi goes with the Pashat of the Gemara. That's an Itik say. So we'll, we'll stick with that for now, which is to say that the reason why you don't get Malchus is because simply you have the assay associated with the Lotase, and therefore that comes in the place of getting Malchus, and that's why a Mitzayra that violates his quarantine and goes back into the Yishuv does not get Malchus. Okay. So to that, says the Gemara, Eisvei. And you're not going to let you go skiing with your son next time when you come back with a bowl like this. Eisvei. Uh, it's not my authority, I understand. You know what I mean? If you were to ask me for, for an answer. A Mitzayra who is entering into the Israeli camp, right? He gets Arbaim. Well, that seems to be a direct contradiction of what Rav just said, right? Rav said, you don't get Malchus. The Baraisa says, you get Malchus. What's going on? So let's just finish the Baraisa. also gets Malchus, which may mace, mutually conish the Machin However, it may mace can enter the Machin Leviya. Even if you have an actual corpse, you can bring it into the Machin Leviya. How so? Because we have the Pasuk. Because it says in the Pasuk, calendrical coincidence, guys. This week's Parsha. How do you like that? Hashem wanted us to learn this cycle very badly. That Hashemoshe, when he, when, and we're learning Parsha, relating Parsha's Bishalach is coming Shabbos, and Moshe brings the bones of Yosef. What does it mean, Imo? He brings it with him. Imo be He had that, he had the, whatever, the, the, the pile of bones, the Aron, whatever it was, with him in his tent, right? It, which obviously was in the Machane Leviya. So the corpse itself was able to be in the Machane Leviya. Amazing calendrical coincidence. Okay. So what's happening now? So we have the Brisa, be that as it may, that contradicts Rav Chista. Rav Chista says you don't get Malchus if you violate your quarantine, and the Brisa says you do. So what's going on? So the Gemara explains as follows. Tanai, well, it's actually Machlokas Tanai. The Tanya, because we learned in the Brisa, Bodad Yeshev. Okay, so now we get a little bit back to our topic, right? We said the Metzara has to sit right alone. Says the Brisa, Levado Yeshev. He has to sit alone. Shalom Yutmei Macherim Yoshevin Imo. That means that only the Mitzorah, singularly on his own, it's the highest level of Tumah, and it's the only kind of Tumah that makes you have to sit literally outside the walls, or outside even the Machane Yisrael in the desert in no man's land. That's what Badad Yeshev is teaching you. To say, Yachal Yehuz you might have thought that even the Tmei Mesim and the Zavim have to go out of the, uh, from, from the Shechina to, to the Levim. Tam Zama v'loi Tamu Machaneim. So the Pasuk says, no, they shouldn't contaminate, right, their Machane either. Lita Machane Lezeh u Machane Lezeh. Right, because it says Machanehem. So it must be that there's levels here of Tumah. Divir Rabbi Yehuda, that's what Rabbi Yehuda said. Rabbi Shimon Amar Eino Tzarech. No, Rabbi Shimon said that, no, we don't need this idea of Badad and the Machanet. Why? Harayom Rabbi Shalchom in Machanet kol Tzarech kol Zav kol Tamei Lanefesh. Because we have a different Pasuk that actually says, the Pasuk, the aforementioned Pasuk that we discussed already, which is that when you kick him out of the, of the Machanet, it spells out, Tzarech Zav Tamei Nefesh. So we say, as we said before, right, it's two different ways of learning the same thing. In other words, everyone had their own zone. So just like we said before, you might have been able to just, you thought that you would have just learned that to me, Mesim, right? 
And therefore, once you learn to make mesim, you don't need zavin and mitzora. But here we see that all three are mentioned, in fact, in the pasuk. Says the Gemara, Lama nemar zav, In other words, the reason why we spell out both the tamei mes and the zav, as well as the mitzora, is to teach you that the three zone halacha, and that the, that the zav can enter right the machane levia, but not the machane shechina. The yomer zav al yomer mitzora. However, right the mitzora can't enter the machane yisrael. So again, vani yomer zavim mishtachim mitzrayim lo kol uh, I'm sorry, the, the Tamei Meis can enter the Machane Leviyah, not the Machane Shechina. The Zav can enter, right, the Machane Yisrael, but not the Machane Leviyah. And then the Mitzvah can't even enter the Machane Yisrael. So as the, as the market continues and concludes in saying, So, basically, we already have a Pasuk, is the point, to teach you that you have all three zones. Therefore, to Omer, but Yashav, In other words, it all has to do with, do we already have, do we need this Badad Yashav to learn the three zone halacha? Right, so we explain the three zones, and we explain which type of tumah is excluded from each of the zones. And then the question is, do you need badad yashav to learn those halachas? So that is, in fact, a machlokes tanaim. You're going to have, right? That's what the that's what the gemara is explaining. It's a machlokes Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Yehuda is going to say that you need badad yashav to learn it, and therefore that means that badad yashav is not an assay, and therefore it's not a lavanitaklase, and that's why you have to bring malchus. Rabbi Shimon is going to say we don't need badad yashav to learn the three zones, and therefore badad yashav that pasuk is now available to teach you the assay for the mitzvah, and therefore once you have a lav that's nitaklase, you don't bring the malchus. And so amazingly, this machlokas from Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon, in terms of how we learn the pasukim with respect to the three zones, will actually all the way at the end have ramifications as to whether the mitzvah that enters and violates the Team gets his malchus. Wow. Okay, so having said that, so we talked about the three zones. We talked about the three types of tumah. But we, the whole time we were assuming that a mitzvah is more chamer than a zav, and a zav is more chamer than a tmei mesh. The question is, how do we know that? So that's what the Gemara is going to discuss now. Asks the Gemara, my chumrei, right, we're in the wide lines already here, towards the bottom, my chumrei, the zav mitmei mesh, what, what is it that's making us assume that a zav is more chamer than tmei mesh? As follows, shekein tumah yaitzel of migufo. Right? In other words, it's Maymace got contaminated by something external. The Zav, it's like he's a, he's a, he's a tumor generator himself. He's a tumor machine. He himself is producing the tumor. So that sounds like it would be more, uh, severe. His entire body is producing tumor. So wouldn't that be more severe than tumor by association? Says the Gemara, no, Adarabah. It's Maymace Chamahu. Shekane Tawan Hazash Lishi Shvi. Yeah, but we have evidence to indicate that maybe it's Maymace would be more Chamah than Tummy of Zav. Why? Because unlike a Zav, a person who's Maymace, right, has to do the Paraduma sprinkling on the third and the seventh day, as the Psukim, uh, right, illustrate, of his Tumah. And before he needs, so basically the purification process for A. Tummy Mace is more elaborate and involved in the purification process of a Tummy of a Zav. So why would you think that the Tummy Mace is more Tummy? So the Gemara explains, not like this. Amakra, Tummy. And the Pasuk says, right, when it's talking about being sent out of the camp, it said Tamei, and then it says Vechol Tamei, and then it says Vechol Tamei, Lerobos Tamei Sheretz, to say that even one who's Tamei Sheretz is going to be, right, banished from the Machna. Okay? So therefore, Vezav Chomer Me Sheretz, and we know, right, that the Zav is more Chomer than Tamei Sheretz, and we know that the, the Tamei Sheretz is equivalent to the Tamei Mace, and since the Tamei Mace is equated with the Tamei Sheretz, and we know for sure that the Zav is more Chomer than the Tamei Sheretz, that's how we know that the Zav is more Tamei, more intense tumah than the Tamei Mace. That's what, it, that's what it's trying to say. And then the Gemara asks, well, how do we know that the Zav is more Tamei than the Tamei Sheretz? Says the Gemara, my Chumar, what's the tumah of the Zav that's more than Tamei Sheretz? Because the Amran, that's what we said. Because again, the Zav, it's coming out of its own production of the person, as opposed to Tamei Sheretz, which is obviously tumah by association. So he says again, the same question, Adarab, Sheretz Chumar, Shkemet Tam Ba'onis. Just like the Tamei Mace had a Chumar that you're, that you have to do, right, the extra, um, right, the extra Hazah on the third and the seventh day, Sheretz has its own Chumar too. What is it? What is it? 
that a sheretz is only going to be is even going to be matame the onus. So now there's a person who's sitting and all of a sudden he gets the tamei sheretz right. He didn't do anything intentionally. And yet we say that he's tummy by his association with the sheretz. So that is unique to sheretz and, and makes it right. And, and therefore, right, um, that, in other words, that would undermine the notion that Azov is more chamer than sheretz because sheretz and tummy onus. But says the Gemara, no. Amri, they said, as we turn to some of Zayinah Beis, ki Azav nami tummy onus. Right, that Azov is also could be mitami be'ones, and since the zav is also mitami be'ones, that's not something that a tamei sheretz has over the zav, and therefore we retain our notion that a zav is in fact more tamei than a tamei sheretz. As Ravuna said, "Kid Ravuna, Dam Ravuna, Re'ir Rishon, and Shosav mitami be'ones." In other words, there's a reason why we thought that only the sheretz is mitami be'ones and not the zav, because really after the first time you see ziva, so then there's an element of. Uh, of the Zav not being metamic when it's an onus. In other words, when, it is, when a Zav sees this emission, whatever the emission of Zav is, it's not a Balkari, it's a Zav. We're going to discuss Balkari in a second. But when a Zav sees whatever emission he sees, so when he sees it the first time, he becomes Tamei Be'onis. Afterwards, maybe not so much. But that first time, Rafuna points out, he is Metamei Be'onis. So since there's an element of being Metamei Be'onis by a Zav, just like there is by Sheretz, so you can't say that the Sheretz is more Hummer than the Zav. And in fact, since they have that commonality, once you see that, then certainly the Zav, by virtue of the fact that it comes out of the person, um, from him, uh, from him is going to be uh, more chamer than the sheretz. So the Gemara now says, okay, so how do we know the mitzora? So we know that the zav is more chamer than the tmei mace because he's more chamer than the sheretz, and the sheretz and the tmei mace is the same. But how do we know that the mitzora is more chamer than the zav? Says the Gemara, my chamer mitzora is zav. Says the Gemara, shekain ton priya, because we know that the ufrima v'asur We know that once a person gets tzaras, it becomes a, a real mess, right? Once a person gets tzaras, that is a procedure. Right, you have to shave off all your. You have to, you have to leave all your hair unshaved. You have to let everything grow out. You have to tear your clothes, and then there's a prohibition of tashmash shemitah. I mean, the 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 mitzvah is really right. Starts starts getting like a looking like a cat. He's literally like a castaway with the long hair and the torn clothes, and really outside. And so that is clearly a sign of a very high degree of tumah that we're just basically casting you away. Okay, as opposed to Azov, he could still, you know, um, so he doesn't have any of these Isurim. So Azov, when you look at Azov, he still looks like a member of society. So it would indicate that Mitzvah is more Chamer. So the Gemara, no, Adarav, Azov Chamer. Maybe Azov is more Chamer than Mitzvah. Why? Because Mitzvah is more Chamer than Mitzvah. Right? We know that Anida and Azov and those kinds of, right, Tumas that have the emissions, Right, that they are, they can be matame just by sitting on something or supporting the weight of something without even real contact. There could even be something between them and the matame something else. Mitzora, on the other hand, isn't really, um, doesn't have those chumras. So it's not necessarily true that the Mitzorah, it's true that there's certain things about the Mitzorah that make him like a castaway and indicate a great degree of Tumah, but there's also certain things about Ziva that indicate a great uh, degree of Tumah that don't apply to a Mitzorah. So the Gemara explains, Amakra Zav Vecholzav Laravos Baal Keri. So it's doing, pulling a similar move that it pulled before. That we don't have really direct, like logical evidence, right? Before we said we don't have direct logical evidence to teach, to talk, to show us that let's say a zav was, was worse than a, um, than a tmei mace. But we said no, but we know that tmei mace is equated to a sheretz, and we know the zav is worse than a sheretz. So here we're going to say the same thing, but on the next level. We know that a zav is equated to a balkarit, and that they are considered the same level of tumah. And even though we did not do a great job of proving that a mitzvah is greater than a zav, it's pashut that a mitzvah is greater than a balkari. And since a zav is equated to balkari, the mitzvah by association must be greater than a zav as well, as follows. What's this larabos balkari? Uh, oh, mitzvah chomer balkari, right? And as, just to finish off the equation, and we know the mitzvah is chomer balkari. My chomra, right? How, is, how do we know the mitzvah is greater than balkari? Because the amran, right? So first of all, like we said before, mitzvah has this aspect of he's like a castaway from society and he lets his hair grow out and he, and he tears his clothes. 
So we say no. Maybe so just like we said by the Zav, maybe we could also say by the Balkari that he's more Hamer than the Mitzvah. How so? Adarabba Balkari Hamer. Maybe the Balkari is more Hamer. Why should Ken Mitamah Because there's an idea that the Mitzvah, as you know, right when you read the Pesukim of the Mitzvah, then what? There's a shear, right? Has to look a certain way. Has to be a certain shear in order to like like the shear of a pole of a, of a bean size lesion in order to be considered a Mitzvah. So a Balkari doesn't have such a shear. Balkari Bamashu is going to become Tameh. And Gemara is not necessarily. So I like your Rabbi Nassim, because Rabbi Shimon holds like Rabbi Nassim, the Tanya, Rabbi Nassim, Armin, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shmael, Zav, Sarche, Chasimas, Pi, Ama. Right? That a Zav, or even a, um, and, and, and presumably, yeah, Vipkish, Balkari, Lazav. This is talking about a Zav or a Balkari. At least the orifice that the Toma is emitted, is emitted from has to be completely filled up with the Tame uh, emission in order to be high. In other words, there is a shear. There is a shear of, of how much emission needs to be in order to be Tame. And therefore, the idea that the Mitzvah has a shear doesn't make the Mitzvah, right, less Hamar than the Zav or the Balkari, because the Zav and Balkari both also have a shear. And therefore, it is assumed, based on the fact of how we treat the Mitzvah, that, and the fact that they both have a shear, that the Mitzvah is more Hamar than the Balkari. So let's read it inside. Zav right, which means that he has to, he has, the orifice has to be filled with the emission. Even though the Chachamim did not agree with him, uh, he himself held, right, that he has the shear, and therefore, and therefore, we know that Balkari is like a Zav, meaning just like a Zav needs to have the orifice filled, so too the Kari needs to have that holy area filled with the emission in order to be chayv, and therefore there's a shear. So now we know that a Zav, that a Mitzvah is more Hamar than a Zav by association of the fact that it's more Hamar than a Balkari. Okay. So now the Gemara says, if that's the case, then why did the Pasuk say, the Kol Tzaru Lameli? Why do we say Kol Tzaruah? Why didn't it just say that a Mitzvah has to go out of the Machna? What's this Kol Tzaruah? What's this Kol? So the Gemara answers, Amazing. That that is, don't, don't, don't read too much into it. It's not a halakhically significant idea, uh, word, this kol. It's just like literary symmetry. Because we need to learn kol zav to include the balkari, um, but we didn't need to have kol mitzvah for any other reason other than to make it symmetrical to kol zav. Okay. Rabbi Yehuda, Shabir, Ka'ama, Rabbi Shimon. However, well, now we have a different question. Now we say, okay, so now that we went through this whole thing, so now we're going back, now we're going back. The mitzvah is outside of the machanet. And we say, we just said, right, Rav Shimon just said a good vart, right? It's the most direct, Rashi, Shapir Kamar Rav Shimon, the map claim Ahu Kura, Din Shiluchin, Velamli Krachrina. Right, Rav Shimon is going from a direct source. He's explaining very, very clearly why we have these three, right, halachas of vanishing from the Machana, and we know why we have the three zones and three levels of Tumah. We just explained now in the Gemara what the sources of the three levels of intensity of Tumah. And so once you work out all of this, why do you need to look anywhere else? You know, why would Rabbi Yehuda not just agree with Rabbi Shimon's beautiful, right, laying out of all of these concepts of the three different machanas and three different levels of Tumah, and it all fits, fits within the Pesukim? Like, what's wrong, Rabbi Yehuda? Rabbi Shimon said, said it beautifully. Everything fits. So the Gemara answers now, Rabbi Yehuda simply learns from the following Bryson. You might have thought, right, that if the Zavim and the Mitzrayim, right, violated the quarantine, and they entered the Azara, right, you might have thought that they'd be high of kares, because usually when a person actually enters, right, the azara, that's the punishment. And so therefore that would be, uh, that would be reasonable to assume. Talmud Lomar, that's what the, the Pasuk had to say. That's why you need that Pasuk. In other words, this Pasuk, which Rabbi Shimon so beautifully used to outline all of our lachas of the three zones and three levels of Tumah, you need it for something else. Why? To teach you, to teach you that at a time when the Tmei Mesim are sent out, so are the Zavim and the Mitzrayim. Ain't me Mesim Ishtachin, ain't Zavim Mitzrayim Ishtachin. Amazingly, Rabbi Yehuda holds a Rabbi like Rabbi Yezer that you need to learn the Halacha. You need to learn the Halacha that these, even the Zavim and Mitzrayim are not sent out for, um, right, uh, for, uh, for, I believe, for Pesach Sheni. Right? Um, 
So, but no, but even then, even but in Pesach when they bring the carbon Pesach, right? Um, right. So they, the Zom Mitzrayim are not allowed to go into the Pesach Mikdash at that at that point. But at that, but I think the Pesach Sheni they can. Anyway, so Rabbi, right, so Rabbi Yehuda has to learn that Rabbi Eliezer in order to learn that halacha, and therefore he can't learn it for the beautiful delineation that we learned in the name of Rabbi Shimon. So now we go back to Kol Zav, so Amar Mar. So Zav v'Chol Zav, instead of saying Zav, it says Chol Zav, L'Rabos Baal Keri, just like we said before, that that's to include the Baal Keri. Oh, as we finish here. So we say, That the tunnels under the temple were not Nizkatro, and a person who's a Baal Keri is sent out of the two camps. So that is going to be, um, that's going to be challenged with a brisa against the Zav and the Baal Keri tomorrow. So we pick up uh, tomorrow about eight lines up from the bottom of some of the days. Oh.